Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be on this world that is a wheel of fortune, I hope that you're able to stand slightly above and in the middle of that wheel, rising above it and allowing fortunes to come and go, good to happen, bad to happen, whatever will be, will be, que sera, sera, because When you're in it, when you're in it, in the thick of it, in this world, in your uh, fortune, like, I want this, I want this, I want this, you know, and you keep asking. And, you know, if you ask once and think positive, you'll get it. But if you think, ask once and you don't get it when you think you should get it, now you ask again, you just put doubt in it and you spun yourself out of control. And the fortune part of your wheel goes to lack of fortune or misfortune or your fortune's delayed until you could stop thinking about lack of worth or lack. The, the wheel of fortune will spin for you, but you have to spin it correctly. I mean, this isn't the price is right. <laughs> you know, uh, where you spin the wheel and it's going to say $500, $800. But in a way, it's like that. And fortune is not only about money, it's, you know, abundance and for, uh, fortune is more, it's fortune is like abundance when coupled with luck and abundance is prosperity and wealth, but also love, friendships, romance, living where you want to live and doing what you want to do for a career and having what you want to have materially. Fortune is one of those words that have come up quite a bit in the past week. And that's also in my energy field. Maybe it's in yours. Maybe it's time for you to seek your fortune, claim your fortune, stake it out, (laughs) ask about it in all the wide variety of ways in which there is a fortune to be had. When you stand in the middle of something, and you don't allow what's happening, good or bad, to affect you, you're able to not only be in the middle, but rise above. And from a bird's eye view, you could look down upon what's happening and say in your heart of hearts, this is good. I have the fortune to, the good fortune, to witness this and be a part of it. I can be in this world, but not of it. 
And this brings me to the next thing I wanted to uh, briefly touch upon, uh, rebellion. There's a lot of rebellions around the world and I don't disagree with them necessarily on the surface. I mean, yeah, Putin should not put his opponent in prison because he wants to be a dictator that never loses power. You know, a rebellion sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. You know, the insurrection at the Capitol in the U.S., that was pretty bad. There are other rebellions going on around the world, some in the, in the name of justice and um, has a good cause that will help more humans than not. And some of them are kind of selfish and will put someone in power that's, uh, or tries to put someone in power that's, uh, frankly against humanity, you know, because of brainwashing or whatever. But I was thinking about rebellion and it dawned on me, no matter what the rebellion is, whether it's perceived good or bad, whether it's a mild rebellion like a teenager saying something against their parents and storming off or smoking a cigarette behind the barn, (laughs) you know, or if the rebellion is a bunch of people dumping tea into the harbor, which, okay, fine. I mean, don't waste good tea, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, fine. I do agree with that actually. (laughs) Taxation without representation, not a good thing. But rebellion in and of itself is one or more parties going against one or more parties, one or more individuals, or a group going against a group. And it dawned on me that this is so 3D. Ah, that's so 3D. That's so 3D. Rebellion is separation. And with the emotion behind it of anger, hatred, and in the passive state, disappointment, it's all separation. It's us versus them. They're bad. We're good. We're on the side of right. They might be on the side of might, but might not that all be separation? Yes, it is. Our form of religion is better than your form of religion. My spirituality is better than your spirituality. Or I'm done with, you know, this form of spirituality because it's inferior to where I'm going, which is that over there. (laughs) It's all about separation. And if you uh, follow a spirituality of your choice that aligns with you and your heart is telling you, yes, this is the path. And, and, and your spirit is saying, yes, this is where you're going to learn the most. If you find yourself thinking it's a superior path or a better path, or the people who don't know about this path are clueless or dumb, or you have those kinds of egoistic thoughts, that's separation too. That's so 3d. That is so 3D. But if you move along a path, and even if you change paths midstream, or you learn as much as you can for now, and then you go on to another path, then 
and, and your soul and your heart is pushing you that way. And you say, I'm so fortunate that my higher guidance has pushed me in this direction. And now I'm learning the magic of my ancestors. Now I am connecting to spirits in a way that never occurred to me before. And I feel stronger and more powerful and empowered as an individual. And I'm learning more about who I am really. Then that's not separation. You're in 5d. I've, um, not come across it a whole lot in the past, like, I don't know, maybe month now or three weeks, something like that. Over the break, I, it occurred a few times where I ran into people who were argumentative about how their path is right or whatever. Or if I said a truth, they would say, well, that's your truth. And that's not my truth. And I'm like, it's not even my truth, dude. It's like an actual truth, you know? Uh, you know, I believe it cause I am a truth seeker. In fact, I did the, what I told you guys yesterday about the, um, part of fortune when I looked that up and then at the bottom of the page, there was a, Hey, get your free birth chart done. <laughs> and one of the things it says in my birth chart is that I'm a truth seeker that I don't give a crap about my own egoic truth. I don't care about somebody else's truth because I think they're, you know, influential or pretty <laughs> if I'm attracted to them and okay, I'll go to your church, baby. Ah, I'll believe your way. You know, I'm not pushed around by people's, um, you know, spiritualities or religions that don't, um, align with the truth, not just my personal truth, you know? Um, but it's taken me a long time to discern between the two, <laughs> you know, first I had my own truth, you know, and then eventually I was like, okay, well maybe that's not true. <laughs> you know, as I learn and grow, I realize what is the truth. And I'm always going to bring to you guys the truth from what my understanding is. And if I don't say something right, I will always correct myself because for me, the truth is more important than my ego. The truth is more important than my ideas of what the truth is. You know, and there's always going to be some, you know, problematic words or phrases I might accidentally say that you might take a different way. Maybe I mean it in the light of the actual truth and that's how I align with it. And then you go, well, I don't know. And I didn't like that word specifically, you know, so I'm always striving to do better, uh, to align myself with the truth of the universe versus truths of a specific religion or way. Like I had a friend who was adamant with me telling me that abortion is murder. Abortion is wrong. And while I'm not a big fan, <laughs> you know, I also realized that to hate women who choose this path, then that puts me in separation. So I have zero judgment about people who do that. I feel love and compassion because it's a huge, huge decision and it's really scary for the woman and it's very, very hard. It's a hard personal decision and it results in a lot of uh, guilt and a lot of sadness and a lot of fear of the future of not being able to get pregnant when the woman is ready, you know, for example. But I had a friend who just was so adamant almost yelling at me about it. Like, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I'm like, but you were raised Catholic. He's like, I'm Buddhist now. And I'm like, so what? 
<laughs> You're still judging. What did Jesus say? Judge not lest you be judged. Where are you judged? Well, in 3D, <laughs> frankly. Everybody judges everybody else in 3D. In the separation, that's polarity. That's uh, by... Why? What the hell? Now I can't say the word. What is it? Not bisexual, not by location. It's in the file. B I what? Come on, brain. Think about this. Um, there's polarity. And then there's another one. It's like a bi, it's like bipolarity, but it's, there is a more specific word. Well, it'll come to me, touch my forehead. It will come to me. <laughs> the little man in my head is running around going, Oh, damn it. Where's that file? Damn it. Where's that file? I know we should have turned changed over to a computer system when we had the chance. <laughs> in my head, my files are paperwork, you know, from like the forties. <laughs> okay. I'm not that old, but anyway, <laughs> okay. From late sixties at best, <coughs> but rebellion is separation and going against other people or thinking you're better or accepting. And that's the other thing is, you know, like if you don't think you're better than anyone else, but then you put yourself below everyone else and you think that other people are better than you, that's also separation. That's also separation. I've been struggling, um, for days with the idea that I know I'm not nearly as good looking as the women that my Beloved, my twin flame, who I've never met yet. I've never have had a real conversation with yet. But I'm struggling with the fact that I know I'm not, you know, super tall, long-legged person. I'm five foot and a quarter inch in my bare stockings. I'm <laughs> you know, I've gained a little few extra pounds during this stupid coronavirus. Um, I mean, I'm not a person of Walmart. <laughs> you guys have seen the videos. I mean, I'm not you know, tucking my boobs into my, my, uh, belt just yet. Thank you, God. But, um, and God bless those people that do suffer with serious health issues like that. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like struggling with it. And this is like, well, I'm not, I know that I'm a really good person and I know I'm beautiful in my own way. I'm sexy, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like, not Hollywood red carpet ready. Right? <laughs> and I worry that he might not be physically attracted to me. I mean, I know for a damn fact that when he's in my presence and he looks into my eyes and if I hold his hand or hug him and our hearts start to align and beat and sink, it's probably gonna be all over anyway for him. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that I have complete confidence in that. <laughs> there will be no conquering of mind or <laughs> body. It's going to be a mutual. Oh, thank fucking God. I found you, man. Finally, finally. And I feel like he might have a little bit of a struggle with it too, that maybe he's attracted to me possibly, or he feels it. I know he feels that we have conversations all the time. You know, the, the, it's the attraction is, is palpable. It's really there, but I feel that maybe he might in the back of his mind possibly be like, well, she might not look what I look at, like what I'm used to. She might not be, you know, a supermodel. <laughs> I was a model. I was a commercial model. I mean, technically I'm a model, but eh, not 
you know, I'm not Iman, you know, I'm not a super tall, lithe, beauty, sexy, seductress type of person. You know, anytime I've ever tried to do a sexy seductress dance, it's more like a comedy routine. I mean, let's just face reality here. (laughs) It's freaking hilarious, actually. (laughs) I could have my own one-woman comedy show. (laughs) The sexy dances of Elena. Do 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 do. See, I can't. (laughs) I see London. I see France. Woo! You know, I could couple it with dirty limericks. (laughs) But, but I've been struggling with that. And I know everyone struggles with something, you know, like I'm not as good as that person. You know, I'm not as uh, spiritually inclined or I'm not, I'm on the spiritual path, but they're ahead of me. So I'm jealous or, um, You know, like we all have these moments, you know, and it's okay to have a moment, right? And then you have to realize, well, you know what, though, if we're on the spiritual path and someone's ahead of us, we should never feel jealous. We should just feel grateful. They're showing the way for us. They're paving the way for us. They're ahead of us. They're they're removing the rocks, the obstacles, and the snakes from our path. (laughs) You know, they're kicking the rats out of the way and we're like... La da 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 da. <laughs> Sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops, and fluffy white clouds. <laughs> because there's no more crap in the way. They helped us. <laughs> but somebody um, who uh, started listening to the show recently, and he's a family man and a really awesome person. He was writing to me, and he's like, "I need help. Maybe you know." Um, maybe with doing a podcast and I'm not that person. I'm like, I know a hundred percent. You're not that, that a uh, woman who, uh, used me for my knowledge and expertise. And then a week later turned on me and said, like, she's better than me spiritually <laughs> separation, rebellion is separation. You know, um, uh, somebody else recently said, Oh, I want you to be my teacher. I want you to be, to be my, and I get this a lot you know, I need you to help me. And it's like, yeah, I'll help you. Not a problem. You know, we're like brothers and sisters on this path, you know, in my opinion. And, you know, but I've, I've had people try to put me up on a pedestal, 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 P-E-D-A-S, P-E-D-E-S-T-A-L. Damn, I just ruined the spelling bee. Ah, I just lost the spelling bee if that was my word. <laughs> pedestal, P-D-E-S-T-A-L. <laughs> but I feel like if I was on... Like, like for me, I feel like, look, we're on the same path, right? So, you know, maybe you're a spiritual master and you're getting ready to open up to that like sooner than me, or maybe it's going to be a lot later than me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to even open up to that in this lifetime, but I'm doing my damn best. I'm doing my level best. But you know, um, this person was so sweet and he was just like, I'm not going to do that. I just need help. And I've had spiritual awakenings and these amazing things are happening like that's like really really cool and it has happened where people will be going along in life being like a complete jackass like you know breaking the law they end up in jail and then all of a sudden you know somehow the heavens open up a master appears in their cell or something and then you know choir of angels oh (laughs) and then boom they're enlightened and they're master and everything's fine but is it mean that they never did the spiritual work and they just got freaking lucky? No, no, they probably did the work in a lot of last past lives 
And that now they just woke up to it and immediately instead of struggling in this life, they decided to be a jackass until they weren't. And that's a true story that, that came out of autobiography of a yogi, actually. <clears throat> because Paramahansa Yogananda was just like, you know, he was on the path since he was born. And he heard the story like he was incredulous. Like, how did this guy like out of nowhere, just like almost like he's being struck by lightning and now he's an enlightened master. And it's like, doesn't seem too terribly fucking fair, does it? <laughs> you know? um, how does he rate, you know? But I think that if you have a spiritual awakening two weeks ago and you did all of the spiritual work in all your past lives and now you're just playing catch up with the knowledge, like reading books. So you're like, oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm, okay. I knew that. I know that. Okay, fine. I relate to that. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. And now all of a sudden you have the knowledge, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but my, my, um, so I wasn't talking, my friend took it to heart, I think a little bit. And I said, you know, it's not you. You're like such a sweet and humble person. And the more you go up, the more humble you become because you're on true and real non-egoic, non-separatist, non-rebellious spiritual path. You're on the path to 5D. I mean, you're in 5D, you know, and the, the people I, were, I was referring to and it's happened, you know, I've, I've, people that have directly contacted me and then I've seen it in other people, you know, like people I follow on um, Instagram and then they'll say something. I'm like, delete block. I, I don't want anything to do with this person anymore. You know, I mean, not that I'm trying to cancel them. It's just, I'm, I'm not trying to hear their ego. You know, I've had enough of ego in my own life through me, <laughs> you know, and through other people I meet and I've had enough of it. You know, I just want the truth regardless of the ego, you know, and that's why I'm able to channel God and he'll say something against something I just said, cause he's kind of spanking me publicly a little bit. And it's happened about three times in two years where God will go, well, that's not exactly true. And I'm channeling him. I'm the one I, I could censor God. It's my body. I'm not directly. I'm indirectly. I'm telepathing, but because I don't have an ego and I'm more interested in the truth, I just go, well, Huh, interesting. I had it wrong. Good. I'm glad I was corrected. That was nice. That, that felt good. You know, when Prime Creator corrects you, you're just like, okay, you're right. <laughs> the red popsicles are better for me than the purple ones. I'm just kidding. He's never told me to eat popsicles. <laughs> That's not God if a voice is telling you to eat popsicles. <laughs> Although, it maybe it'll bring your fever down. So, it might be your holy guardian angel, actually. <laughs> so speaking of holy guardian angels, um, yeah, I mean, that was the other thing oh, before I, I, I didn't finish that thought about the pedestal thing. So I've had, um, in the past uh, people like contact me and put me up on a pedestal. You're so amazing and so powerful and you're this and you're that. And I'm just like, what the hell is this shit? Like, I don't respond when people are like overwhelmingly candy towards me, you know? Here, let me give you some, I mean, it's like, it's like their, their messages are so sweet. It's like giving me diabetes right now. My teeth are literally rotting out of my fucking head. What is this with this sweetness? And I never say it out loud. I just go, mm-hmm, uh, nice of you to say, thank you. Hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like, this is weird. Like, no, we're just like on the path together, man. We got to do this together because we're God getting back to ourselves. You know, but I've had people like you're this, you're that, you're my teacher. I want, I want to be your humble student, you know, worshiping at your feet, you know, practically, 
And then two weeks later, uh, you know, I smoked pot or I had an, a, a thing happen and it's a spiritual experience. And now that I know who I truly am, the student has become the master. You know, it's like, it's been two freaking weeks. I mean, that's some damn good pot. <laughs> yeah. And it's like wonderful for you, I guess. But as the spiritual masters say, keep going, keep going, keep going. You had a good spiritual experience. Good. Keep going. (laughs) Don't let the signs and the, my friend was just telling me this today, you know, it even says Jesus said in the Bible, even do not let the signs and the miracles and the manifestations pull you off your path. You know, like I didn't go, I'm an archangel. So, ha. And then stop, (laughs) you know, I was just like, well, what the hell does that mean for me? That gives me a little bit more responsibility. Damn. I'm humbled. I'm grateful to know it. God help me out here. I want to be the best damn holy guardian angel or not a guardian angel. I'm an archangel. I want to be the best damn archangel on on planet earth and incarnate in a human body as I possibly can. Now give me more, more and more information. I want to be more and more close to you. Let me do your works on earth so that I may you know, help people get on the spiritual path. Use my body as an instrument of your will, you know, and and let me bring peace. Let me sow love where there is hatred. Let me be an instrument of your will, God, you know, and, and um, that's how I've, you know, been. And it's awesome. I love it. I love it. You know, (laughs) and I don't just go, well, I'm an archangel, so I'm better than everybody else. And so, hey, I'm done now. Just, you know, stick a fork in me and I'm done and lick my finger and touch my ass because I'm on fire, baby. No, that's all separatist bullshit. That's separatism. That's rebellion. That's (laughs) more of the same shit we've always had. That's ego. We don't need that. I'm not like that. I just go, wow. That's cool. What else am I? What else have I done in past lives? What else can I draw upon in my past knowledge to help people now? How can I be there as a humble servant to God by helping his, his people he created, you know, you know, it's like, (laughs) I had somebody very, very near and dear to my heart and special to me who is one of the most famous archangels who fell to earth as a demon. (laughs) And he's like come at me with some of his ego shit. And I'm just like, that's just ego, man. And usually he doesn't come from a place of ego anymore. But every now and again, it creeps in and I'm all, that's weird. Huh? Come on, Lucy. That's weird, man. That's weird. Like, he's just like, I was worshipped not only in this world, but all over the universe. (laughs) And I'm just like... And you're still not living in the crystal city at God's side because of that ego, that separatist bullshit. You don't know who I am. I was worshipped, blah, blah, blah. So what was past tense, you know, (laughs) save for a few teenagers in their mom's basement trying to rebel and separate themselves from their parents and thus from their own selves. They're not really, you know, like what kind of power does that give you really? You know, 
kids creating evil in your name when you're not evil and you never asked for that shit. You know, he gets mad about people actually worshiping him now, but he's like, you don't know who I am. I'm almighty and powerful. Like he's gotten into his ego self just once or twice. And then he backtracks from that. Like, but I'm humble now and I want to be with God. Everyone's going back to the path. If the devil himself is going back to the path, (laughs) it's just a matter of time before the rest of the people fall in line and we all go back to the path to God. We all want to get back to that crystal city. (laughs) Take me down to paradise city (laughs) where the bear is cold and the girls are pretty (laughs) or whatever the line is from that song. I don't know. (laughs) Please take me home. Oh, won't you please take me home today? I had a demon outside my door short little fucker he was like about three and a half feet tall little white energy wispy demon and i knew it was a demon though i felt it <laughs> they don't always appear what you imagine they're not red with pitchforks right and he was standing outside my door and he kind of started leaning on my door a little bit and he put his face up against the glass like a little kid and all of a sudden this fog image appeared and it was like a round face with devil horns and like a mustache It looked like a devil on my door and I'm all, God dang it. I'm like, okay, what do you want? He's like, can I come in? I'm all, no, you're not wreaking chaos and havoc in my house. What do you, why are you here? And he goes, oh, I'm so bored. I'm like, well, what kind of demon are you? What is your, like, is it a a, a vice of mine? Is there an addiction I don't know about is, you know? (laughs) And he says, well, I'm here for alcoholics and, you know, drinkers. You know, do you want to drink? Well, no, I don't ever want to. I barely ever want to drink. I'm, we're, it's such a high elevation here that it affects my breathing. And I'm not thrilled with that. So, no, I don't really want to drink. But thank you anyway you know, <laughs> for coming to tempt me into my own temptations and see if I give in and you know, and just in case, you know, just in case I want to, you know, uh, give into it and do evil against myself until I'm no longer interested. And then the demons leave you alone. But I'm like, why are you here with me now? You know? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just bored. And I realized in that moment that sometimes every now and again, a demon will come to me and flock to me and you know, sometimes I'm more than one, you know, they're bored and they want to talk to me because I'm Archangel Azrael and Azrael is a friend of the devil because he was my brother in heaven. He betrayed me in such a big way. It hurt me like so intensely. He and I already had that conversation. Like, you know how much I loved you and you fucking betrayed me. And because your ass fell to earth out of your pride and your hubris. I had to fucking follow after you to watch you and save humanity from you. You know, <laughs> like you put me in a position where now I have to become human and now I have to be away from my home that I love and I want to be back with God. And because of your ass, how many tens of thousands of years have I been here because of you, man? You put me in that position, man. You hurt me. You hurt me we had that conversation. I'm like, you fucking betrayed me. You have no idea. I mean, I was like crying for uh, like hours over this talking to him, just like crying, like just deep sorrow. And I realized even in this past week that that's the first abandonment I experienced. The first betrayal that I experienced. I was an archangel in heaven 
And then that happened. And it was like, what the actual hell, (laughs) literally hell, you know, but I realized that because of my high vibration, that some demons are attracted to me because they want to get back to being angels again. They, they want, they're starting their own spiritual path, you know? And I told this demon, I'm like, do you want to go to God? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, repent, give up your false pride, your egocentric separatist bullshit and be very humble. And then he's like, I'm bored with you. <laughs> like typical demon. I'm like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I think there's an alcoholic down the lane. There's an alcoholic down the lane. I'm going to go bug him. Like you do that then. Bye. <laughs> but you are not welcome in my house. You know, demons ask to be let in your house. And if you don't, if you're not totally aware of it, I think sometimes they'll knock on your door, a scratch on your door and you open your front door and you're like looking around and boom, you just got a demon. (laughs) It's not always, but I have a feeling that might be, they're very sneaky like that. Sneaky bastards. But I just laugh at it now because they don't, they don't harm me anymore. They don't, they never really harmed me, but they, you know, just that first time when I was 18, I told you guys about the other day and he didn't harm me either. He just, he tried to break my boyfriend and I up, tried to get me into the idea of having sex with a bunch of different guys instead of um, being faithful, faithful to my boyfriend. And he caused a bunch of chaos between us and we had a pretty big fight until I realized I was possessed by a demon. And then it was like, oh shit, <laughs> never again, never happened again. Thank you, God. Knock on wood. <laughs> Speaking of sleeping around a lot would <laughs> get it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, Yoka. <laughs> that Hey Yoka shaman in me comes out every now and again. So, okay. Um, so yeah, that happened to me. I told my friend about, it. I'm like, yeah, I had a weird little drinking demon here. <laughs> it's just, he's trying to entice alcoholics to do what they do best and bend their elbow more and spend their money. And he showed me the house he's going to. So I know for a fact he's, you know, we'll see tonight if there's any fights or anything. I doubt it though. And he showed me an older dude and I'm like, oh man. But the thing is, how do you get rid of demons? You stop fucking drinking and then they get bored with you and they leave. (laughs) It's crazy. It's how it happens every single time. You know, you just got to get bored with um, your addictions that no longer serve you. And then the demons will go away and, you're no longer tempted and bada boom, bada bang. But just ask God, always, always ask God, Hey God, you know, I got this problem. I need help with it. I really would like for you to help me get rid of this addiction. Help me uh, do better by myself You know, do better, better for myself, better for my family, my kids, my grandkids to be, you know, um, you know, my boyfriend or girlfriend to be, you know, like, let me, let me, uh, do better, please. You know, there's somebody out there and I don't want them to be turned off by the fact that I have this addiction. So help me, please take away my cravings and I'll be ever more grateful. And then boom, a lot of times the cravings are, are, uh, are demons just telling you, do it, do it, do it Buy the scratcher, do the gambling, (laughs) smoke the cigarette. (laughs) <laughs> eat the extra fire pepper they just say that because it's funny to watch humans um choke because the peppers are too hot uh they have a weird sense of humor you know sadistic and whatnot so 
Ugh, yeah. But yeah, that happened today. I did have a demon in here. It was very strange. Well, he wasn't in here though, by the way. He was just on the outside of my door asking to be let in. I'm like, what? No, you're going to hurt my cat. You're going to, you know, put chaos and, and wreak havoc in my house. I don't think so. I told my friend about, it. he's like, tell him, get behind me, Satan. I'm like, dude, the devil went down to Georgia. He wrote me from Georgia the other day. He's literally living there right now. And you know, he doesn't, he's going back to God. It's just the demons are all individuals too, or they're all trying to make their way home too. But they got a little bit longer road to uh, hoe, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. I'm like, yeah, all right. And, and I thought it was funny too, because he appeared as a little white guy. Like I, le- I literally could make out his outline like a little ghost, but it wasn't a ghost. I knew it was a demon. And then when he put his face up against the glass, the horns came out. I thought that was hilarious because he didn't look, he didn't appear to have horns. He just like looked like a ghost of a kid or something. And, um, when I watched that movie, the bird box, I was like, what is this word? Bird's nest, the bird's book, the bird's something. <laughs> bird's bell and candle. What is that called? And I just noticed it right now. The bird's what did I just say? Yeah, the bird box. That's it. The bird box. <laughs> the bird box. Um, when I was watching that show, an actual being like in that movie came to my door and it was tall. It was like, um, I would have to say six feet, six and a half feet tall. And it was black, wispy, smoky. And that was a demon trying to reach in and get me, you know, and scare me, you know, because I was watching the movie. It was kind of scary. And I was like, what the fuck do you want? Get out of here, man. And after a while, it left. I didn't really interact with it in a way that I talked to and found out what it was, though, or why. But ever since then, I've learned more about demons. No, I'm not near. I'm not even afraid anymore of them. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, actually, you know, they say the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. But the reality is the only thing you have to fear is ignorance. Because once you know what something is, you could go, oh, okay. And you can reason your way out of it out of whatever it is, you know, the situation or whatnot. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. I, I, uh, had bought some clothes and and today I, I put on a new outfit. It felt amazing to wear new clothes. My God, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't have, you know, I didn't wear hardly any of my clothes. I only had like the rotation of like four or five outfits, this whole pandemic. And so I bought this, uh, sweats and a sweatshirt like a hoodie that matches and it says I got the power of grizzly on it and the pants have a big it says grizzly on it it has a big bear claw on it and I just thought that was cool I'm like yay kind of gets me back to my Native American roots and it also reminds me of a Native American uh, life I had in which I was I took a smack down <laughs> by a grizzly bear and they called me um, Bear Claw Medicine Woman for the rest of that life. And I thank you, God, don't have the marks on my face right now, but um, no one would marry me because of it. Like I felt maybe it was because I felt bad about myself. And, that, and that's been, you know, that idea that I'm not as pretty or as good looking or as whatever. And it's a surface thing, but it's also an energetic thing because the surface thing points to something deeper. And I started thinking about value and worth and maybe possibly I have this, this feeling and energy from that life. And here I'm wearing my grizzly pants. So I'm like, all right. 
and they're they're black pants with white on them and I'm also wearing a black shirt that says make your dreams happen so I just felt different today I'm like I'm gonna wear and it has black with silver on it is my it's like a metallic gray so I'm I'm getting into that spirit of the good luck (laughs) feng shui for 2021 in the Chinese zodiac and the Chinese astrology and grizzly is not an animal in the Chinese astrology. It's kind of cool, you know, that, you know, to think that <laughs> I did all this animal stuff yesterday and then I'm all, huh, I found an animal outside of that. Okay, there's millions of animals outside of that, but I was like, I wonder what the grizzly would relate to. But I know I'm actually born under, a, I think, a bear moon, which is in August. And, um,. I'm a mama bear and I've been called a grizzly bear or mama bear <laughs> in this life because of how fiercely I protected my kids when they were really little a couple times. <laughs> Don't you look at my kid. Don't get near my kid. Like I was just like, oh my God, hormones are a weird thing. But um, I just feel an energy shift and I feel different from yesterday, the full moon. Um, a lot of people reported it being very heavy for them and feeling a lot of negativity and the energy of addictions and the energy of, um, Oh, um, heaviness. And there was someone who did a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a, um, a tarot reading for twin flames about this. And I'm like, I don't relate to that at all. I felt great yesterday. I was tired because I was pulling in a lot of energy, but I felt emotionally great. I felt good. I felt okay. My twin and I are communicating really, really well. We've had a lot of amazing conversations and he's telling me, you know, like if he's ready or not ready for whatever, you know, like I'm not ready for a relationship, but I do want to meet you soon, but I'm not ready to meet you this week, but we're going to do it soon. And I feel the pull to you, you know, um, those kinds of messages are coming through. And, um, I even wrote a things on this person's things. And well, I'm not a real comment. I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not relating to this negative energy. There was nothing heavy or negative about yesterday. I just felt great. And, um, my twin flame who I've never met, but he told me he's a Gemini. So he's, you know, working out some, you know, some, you know, issues. He had a couple, um, thoughts about addictions that he's had in the past. He's worried about falling back into that and wondering how it would affect me if we were together. And so he's rectifying in his mind and he's, he's, um, overcoming some things, um, ideas and thoughts, and he's getting, getting rid of patterns and old outdated, outworn ways of thinking. And it's funny because somebody wrote me right after that on that post and she said my guy and I are are always telepathing in the 5d we've never met in the 3d he's also Gemini yada 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 down the line like everything that I said she said the same thing she's like yeah oh my gosh we're like in the same boat and then she says isn't it wonderful that we're on the same path together I wrote her back I'm like yeah that's really incredible and I'm sending a lot of light light and hugs and I thought that's amazing because Before I was getting messages of separatism. Well, you don't know anything or you don't know shit or how old are you or what are you 20 or what are you a teenager? Get off your mommy's computer. Like I've literally had like a year ago. Those were the kinds of comments on, on Instagram. I was getting it. I'm like, what is happening with people? And now I'm getting messages of love and light and encouragement from not a separate 
or a rebellious sentiment. But now I've noticed that the shift in energy is such that the majority of people are wishing each other love and light. And that's the way it ought to be. So anyway, remember, even if you have a spiritual experience and you have a, you reach a new level or plateau of understanding, just keep going, just keep going because you're not a spiritual master yet. (laughs) You'll know when you are and you're definitely, I'm not one yet. I can't create a apple tree in my backyard in five seconds so I could pluck the apples off and eat them. If you could grow an apple tree (laughs) like that in a matter of seconds or walk on water or, you know, I've been able to do a couple things, but not like that. That's freaking huge. And what's funny is by the time you get to that level, you don't care about the tricks anymore. You don't, you know, I don't care about the tricks, but I love when they come. It's like so cool. It's like, yeah, baby, it's a sign I'm learning and growing and changing and You know, just because you have like um, a vision or an image or a really kick-ass blunt (laughs) that gives you some insights um, about who you are or your origins, where you came from. I'm a king in the Pleiades. Okay, great. Keep going on your spiritual path, dude, because unless you walk on water, I'm going to know that you're just a guy who had a spiritual experience and that that's not, you're not a spiritual master yet. You know what I mean? Somebody wrote me two years ago when I first started the show on YouTube and they said, I think you're Inanna, queen of heaven. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) You're Inanna, queen of heaven. I know you're, you're powerful and you're almighty and you're a queen. And I'm like, um, are you okay? Do you have medicine? (laughs) Cause that's not true. You know, I don't need to be more. I am what I am. And I would rather relate to the I am than anything else. I thought that was crazy. And then I told this to my friend. I'm like, yeah, this kooky guy tried to tell me I'm a non queen of heaven. And she goes, oh my God, you do have that energy signature. You really are that energy. I think you are Inanna, a queen of heaven. And I'm like, who is Inanna? I don't know this person. What is this? I don't even know what people are talking about. Is this a cult? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it might be something cool. I don't know. I just, I, I know I'm not her. I asked, not her. <laughs> Muscle tested in 30 seconds. Knew I'm not her. That's not me. Cool. I might have a similar energy signature though. Whoever the heck she is. She might be a cool ass bitch. I don't know. <laughs> she might be a cool chick and I want to meet her, but it's not me. It's really not me. I thought that was funny. So remember about... Don't let uh, anybody be a spiritual bootlicker and boost your ego. Because again, that's separatism in the opposite way where they try to separate you as a better or greater thing than them. And then their jealousy kicks in usually. And then their um, ego kicks in and then they put themselves below their boots. And now they're in charge of they're better and more powerful again with the rebellion and the separatism. It's all just 3D. It's just 3D emotional crap that is, um, it's just uh, more 3D. It's just more stuff that we need to let go of. And I've been contacted by a couple people even today in the past few hours. And one lady told me, oh, I had all these um, amazing spiritual insights and I'm coming into my power. And all I've been doing 
is clearing energy out of the collective and I'm clearing the energy and God showing me what to do. And I'm so excited about it. See, because when you go up, you become a humble servant to the one will. That's the truth. You don't go up and go, Oh, well, look at me. I have a throne. I have a throne in heaven and I'm the better one than anyone in the world. Or I've been, you know, I was the king of all of the Orion planets and galaxies. You know, it's like, okay. Can you walk on water though? I'm hungry. Can you, can you make a taco on a plate appear before you can hand that to me so I can eat it? <laughs> you know, I mean, can you cure, can you cure the blind? Can you make the lame walk? <laughs> Good for you. You had a throne in a faraway land and a faraway place on a different planet and galaxy and dimension. And you don't know who I am. You know, it's like spiritual be- chest beating, you know, and that's rebellion and it's separatism. And that's the 3D. And all that tells me is that's where you're at, you know. But then, but when I hear from these people, I was sitting outside. I was meditating by the river, wanting to know myself, and I saw my third eye, or I went to go on a walk, and I was um, overtaken with so much love and joy, and I realized I can communicate with people who passed over all of a sudden. You know, when people are humbled and they're in awe of what they've experienced, and when they're just so grateful to me that's truth it's not rebellion or separatism or putting me above or below you because it doesn't freaking matter no one is above or below anyone Jesus is, says we are brothers and sisters showing that we're equal he was the greatest avatar to ever live on this planet and he himself was not a separatist When he said, I am my father one, he was showing himself as an example. He wasn't putting himself above anybody. Even Lucifer himself, you know, in his current incarnation told me, you know, I really love Jesus quite a bit. He's very special. So when the devil himself says Jesus is very special, you know, I mean, not that we take the word of the devil over God, obviously, or Jesus himself, but, you know, Yeshua, of course, saying his real name. You know, but when all, <laughs> all people understand and have a, a, a humility, when they think of the greatest avatar that ever lived here, that reverence, that honor, that respect, that love, the truth that pours forth from the being that is Yeshua. That's the kind of energy you want to be involved with. That's 5D and beyond. 70, 90, 11, 12D. I mean, he's beyond. He's beyond the beyond that you know about. He's in back of the beyond, you know? He's in front of the beyond. He's above the beyond. So anyway, that's my little, my little two cents for today in the introduction. So anyway, um, happy Friday, everybody. Hope you had a great week and that you're going to have a good weekend by the way solar wind speed according to spaceweather.com is 341.5 kilometers per second and we have zero sunspots so zero chance of piece of the sun breaking off and being hurled our way <laughs> although ooh, never say never <laughs> might happen still 
The next stream of solar wind is bound to hit us on uh, February 1st to the 2nd, but they think more towards the 2nd right now. And the new, the neutron counts have gone down by 0.4%. So we have less cosmic radiation right now than we were having uh, just slightly. And there's only three fireballs reported by the all sky cameras of NASA and the all sky fireball network. And according to heartmath.org, we had no data because they just can't read it right now. Their equipment is down. But according to disclosurenews.it, the current Schumann resonance is 44 hertz frequency, or at least that was the highest for today. Coming on down the pike from Italy, and 44 is a master number. And if you ever have recurring numbers, by the way, um, Jessica of Good Vibrations mentioned this on Insta. And I thought, you know what? It's been a while. I haven't said it in a while. (laughs) It bears repeating. She said it's up to you to do your due diligence about the numbers that repeat in your life, what they mean. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is an app called Angel Numbers, and I absolutely love it. It's pink and purple. There's three or four of them, but there is uh, that one. And Doreen Virtue did have a book um, of the angel numbers from zero to 999 and what each of them mean. So whatever system you're, uh, you know, whatever app or book or whatever website that you decide to use, let your holy guardian angel know this is the one I'm using. And then they can familiarize themselves with the information so that they will send you the numbers to give you the messages so that you know what heaven is trying to communicate to you. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when you come, when I come back after this brief little tiny itty bitty music interlude, (laughs) I am going to present to you the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news right after this brief musical interlude. guys so every week we do the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news and the reason why we do the earth changes is because we want to see what is happening in the world where are people being shaken up how are people being awakened from their spiritual slumber and we also have to give love and light to our brothers and sisters that may or may not be awakened may or may not be enlightened. They might be doing terrible things just because they're asleep, you know. Can't really get too mad at somebody who's punching you while they're snoring their head off. (laughs) It's like, yeah, they're just asleep. If they wake up, they're going to apologize profusely and take you out to breakfast, frankly. (laughs) There's consequences for actions, (laughs) even if you're asleep when you did them. Uh, (laughs) But... I use this opportunity every week to kind of see where we're at and also just to send love and light and kind of form an impromptu prayer group, so to speak, so that we can uh, ask for higher vibrations and blessings to be descended upon those who are going through a hard time right now. So here we go without uh, further ado. 
the watchers.news is the website I go to for this. And I'm only going to go back a week because that's where we left off last week. So this is what's happened in the past seven days in the world. It's not a comprehensive list. It just gives you kind of a idea of what's happening. This is what's happening as far as the earth changes. Now, this is nothing to do with social upheavals, rebellions. (laughs) It has nothing to do with... um, governments or policies or politics and we all have had enough of that crap anyway right I mean (laughs) I'm just so tired of hearing about it sometimes so we're just gonna talk about what's literally happening to mother earth Gaia or Terra herself so uh, on January 24th it was reported that there was a 7.1 magnitude earthquake that hit Antarctica in the Shetland Islands So I don't know if anyone lives there. I doubt they do. It's interesting though. 7.1. That's huge. There are noctilucent clouds over that part of the earth right now. At least 12 people were killed after tropical cyclone Eloise made landfall near Mozambique. We talked about this last week and it made landfall near Bera. So let's uh, send love and light and prayers to the families of the people that uh, passed. Um, so they died in a tropical storm. That's an interesting way to go. But they, they got to go to heaven at least, probably. More, more than likely. So Storm Hortense hit Mallorca in Spain with gusts of 105 miles an hour. Wind gusts. That's crazy 170 kilometers per hour that's insane I have a feeling that Spain's not used to that that's that's crazy there was a large tornado so this this is seeming to be this is a theme man (laughs) lot of wind out there lot of wind and cold So let's send love and light to Spain before we go too far. Let's send Mallorca, I don't know, calm energy. I don't know what else to do. The tropical cyclone in Mozambique, which probably send them sunshine. We could send sunshine to Spain as well. It was a storm, so let's send them sunshine and calm. There was a large tornado that hit Alabama. It hit Fultondale, and it caused significant damage. So uh, let me, uh, I forgot to put a kibosh on people interrupting the show. So hold on. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) Okay. um, Oh, where was I? Okay. I just like stopped that page. Okay, here we go. Got it back. All right. um, So in in Alabama, they had significant damage in Fultondale. So let's... um, send them calm energy and love and light so that they can wake up after they've been the wind has gone over the land now the wind wind is a uh, healing thing it, it can heal people it blows energy off of people so maybe that's what's happening all over the world energetically but let's send the people of Alabama that went through this horrible experience this tornado let's send them um 
calm energy because they probably have PTSD. That's insane. When um, tornadoes hit, it's like uh, you just feel disoriented for days after. Now, a rare snow has blanketed Southern California. Impotent wind storms are going to bring more this week. Southern California. Well, I'm going to go there and see where because I um, read an article earlier that it was Northern California. So what? So first it's fire. (laughs) Then it's snow. What? So Southern California residents woke up to a surprising sight. Rare snow dusted parts of the region, including Malibu. What? 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 Malibu? Oh, oh, I am like, whoa, I am blown away. I've heard everything now. Uh, Significant snow has not fallen in Malibu for years. Malibu's right on the beach. So a potent... uh, pair of winter storms were forecast to unleash further snow across the state this week and there's also a threat of course of uh, floods and landslides there always is a threat in the winter in California especially after fire burns all the (laughs) all the plants that would have stopped the flooding and the landslides it's just a vicious cycle in California hail and rain hit parts of Los Angeles and even northwest of Oxnard, which is like a good, I don't know, 100 miles or 70. And Oxnard, I think, is 70 miles north of L.A. But, um, yeah, snow, hail, and rain across the southern part of California. And the CHP, or the California Highway Patrol, reported that multiple drivers stopped near Malibu to play in the snow. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I can't believe... I wonder if my friends went there. Went up to Malibu and, and they're, that live in Northridge in L.A. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So the temperature must have been near freezing, of course, that allowed for the ice pellets to fall. And they had lack of sunshine on Saturday. So... The snow just stayed, I guess. Wow, that's crazy. If you go to watchers.news, you get to see some of these pictures. Wow, that's amazing. It's not a lot of snow. But the fact that it happened, that's crazy. Like, man. You know, they say, there's that song, It Never Rains in Southern California. You guys heard that song? It Never Rains in Southern California, says the song. But when it rains, it pours. Man, it pours. I mean, I have been caught in flash floods there. <laughs> I mean, it's it, like it never rains, but when it does, it's like, oh my God, better watch out. So a major winter storm was um, just a few days ago striking California with excessive rain and heavy mountain snow. Now, this is in Northern California, by the way. And I happen to know that Heavenly Valley Mountain in Lake Tahoe got 12 inches of snow overnight. And um, Sugar, is it Sugar Hill? Is that what they call it? The other ski resort there, nine inches of snow. So I know one lady who's happy about that right now. She still has her house over there, Laura Langmire. <laughs> she loves to go skiing. She's famous from the movie The Secret. And I went to a few different workshops and 
She couldn't stop talking about skiing. She loves to ski. She loves Lake Tahoe. It's where she lives. She's one of the coolest, most impressive ladies I've ever met too, by the way. I don't know if you can hear that. It's not gunshots, but rather some kind of celebration. (laughs) Now it stopped. Oh, here we go. I'm going to go outside and see if you guys can hear it. We have uh, fireworks. And this happens when people have a birthday. And also when there are... Um, well, fiestas. We have quite a bit of fiestas here, and fireworks are not illegal, and they're not even regulated. I can't see it. Can you hear it, though? <laughs> it sounds awesome. I love, I love fireworks. It's so happy. <laughs> I wanted you guys, I want to go outside and have you guys hear the after sound so that you know for a fact I'm okay. <laughs> And I'm not in a war zone, and that's those aren't guns. There they are again. They just had a reload. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I love Ecuador. I love South America for the fireworks. It's not just once a year. It's like year-round, and they're so random. <laughs> okay, um, oh, let's see, where are we? Um, okay, Indonesia had a significant eruption. Oh my God. Woo. The ash plumes rose 40,000 feet. Holy moly. At Merapi volcano. So we could send sun to California, but people are happy with the snow, by the way, except, um, if you happen to live in Northern California, I would be remiss if I did not say, Stay at home. Don't go outside. If you get disoriented, you won't be rescued because there's just not enough rescue people out and about to help you. The pass that goes over the mountains from, I think it's what, Highway 80, Highway 50 over to Nevada, that road is like a 24-hour wait. (laughs) And that goes, of course, next to Donner Pass the famous place where people ate each other to stay alive because of a freak snowstorm. (laughs) You don't want to be over there right now, let me tell you. So even in Nevada on the other side, usually the, the mountains there in California will squeeze out every last bit of snow and every last bit of rain. And then they just go as dry, wispy things over Nevada. And that's why it's a desert. It's snowing in Nevada, (laughs) Carson city on the other side of Tahoe. It's, it's serious, man. There's a lot of snow, a lot of cold. So if you're in that area, please just stay indoors. Um, hopefully you have enough wood. You could just light a fire in the fireplace and just wait it out and enjoy the beautiful snow during the day. And you can put out, you can make snow angels and snowmen. I love the snow. Not enough to live in it, mind you. <laughs> you know, but once in a while, it's, you know, once every few years, it's fun to visit snow. I do want to go to the ice hotel someday. Anyway, uh, let's send love and light to Indonesia, the Merapi volcano. That's massive. Now, 330,000 customers now are without power because of the major winter storms that hit California. Wow. So now we got to send them. Um, I guess electricity. No, maybe that's not it. Let's send everybody in California love and light. By the way, my my son was, and here we go. There's even more. Um, 
strong solar, uh, I mean, not solar wind, sorry, winter, a strong winter storm has brought heavy snow and flooding rain to Northern California. And again, that like days after days after days of this, (laughs) apparently, um, I mean, seriously, like in, uh, Santa Cruz mountains, I mean, 5,000 people were evacuated because of hundred mile an hour winds. Now, if you don't know that area, Santa Cruz, oh, it's freaking gorgeous. It's all really tall pine trees that go up to 200 feet. That where I lived was like that too. Um, up in the mountains with my kids when they were very little. And it's so beautiful. But when you get massive winds like this, it's really dangerous because they could snap off huge branches. The trees can snap in half. They could fall through your roof, through your car, block your driveway, block you from getting any, um, you know, groceries or supplies. And then also they can knock the power out. So now you're stuck in very cold weather. Now Santa Cruz isn't terribly cold compared to where I lived, but it's, it's serious, man. Um, when 5,000 people need to be evacuated and it's serious when over 300,000 residents are without power. I mean, keep in mind, that's their food in their fridge, you know, their freezers. Um, you know, and that's like how you eat, how you heat your house. And, um, if you have an electric pump, it's how you get water as well. So it can be pretty scary. Um, so love and light to everybody in California. My God, the Californians have gone through so freaking much. Right now, the COVID numbers have jumped up over 101 million people in the world have had a, have had it, I guess, and over 2.1 million have died from it already. Makes me think back six months ago when all those conservative people go, you're just making a mountain out of a molehill, (laughs) one of my friends from high school said. It's not a pandemic. It's just a disease. I mean, my God, people die of the flu. It's like, mm, 256,000 people died of COVID in the United States. And only 50,000 died of the flu. So you tell me what's more deadly now, Todd. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't delete or block him because I really love Todd actually (laughs) he will never hear this conversation though (laughs) he's too stuck in his ways man he's a farmer (laughs) up in minnesota i grew up in a farming town all right (laughs) so all right tropical depression near fiji intensified into a tropical cyclone so wow let's uh, send them love and light calmness and let's hope that no one gets hurt I don't know how to send the energy of no one gets hurt like everybody is safe maybe the energy of safety towards everybody throughout all these places we've mentioned today Australia also was drenched with a month's worth of rain in 12 hours oh my god this keeps happening in Victoria and New South Wales (laughs) historic rains yet again yet again sunshine 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 let's send safety and sunshine to everybody so here we go major winter storm brings damaging mudslides to california and they think it might become a potential nor'easter i don't know what that means nor'easter it sounds like a really scary wind though (laughs) 
Uh, you know, that song, A Mighty Wind. Oh my God, you guys. Let's, uh, let's just send a lot of love and light. My God. And on top of it, you know, we have 28 volcanoes going off right now. 28. Normally, we have 20 or 21 volcanoes, and that's okay, and that's normal. But we have more than 21 going off. That becomes significant, and now that we have 28, that is abnormal. It's an anomaly. So there you go. Um, that was it. I mean, basically, the news is just all about California. And then Australia, Indonesia, a few other places. So let's just send love and light and calmness. Like, my God, the winds are just furious all over the planet. There's just so much wind. I mean, except here in the Andes Mountains, everything's calm and tranquila. I love it. It's so tranquil here. It's so peaceful. I mean, we have birds singing at night here and frogs. (laughs) <laughs> it's really beautiful here. Um, I like the energy of it. I had to be in a calm place. Like California was just like constant with the fires and the floods. And when I lived in paradise, well, in, in, um, Megalia, we had 200 mile an hour winds. They called it a hurricane on land. And, uh, that was nuts. <laughs> that was really, really crazy hurricane on land that was nuts I saw my friend's house got a tree through it and landed inches from him and his little boys while they watched TV crushed their TV it's crazy it's a really it was like a 200 year old tree just snapped in half snapped in three pieces just out of nowhere <laughs> I remember braving the weather going around telling all my neighbors hi my name's Lena here's my number this is my address If you need medical attention, my husband's a nurse. I'm a counselor. You know, we could, we could help you. We, I know hypnosis. I can help you. Like it was just crazy. Like I, it was just, I remember thinking, God, you gotta, you gotta watch me. (laughs) Gotta protect me. Cause this is crazy. My neighbor got a big tree down in his driveway behind his car. It took three days, three days and like four men with um, chainsaws, including my husband, just hacking away at that thing. It was so massive. That's why that's why they had to evacuate Santa Cruz. <laughs> Santa Cruz is one of those places they have UC Santa Cruz is a school where they have um warning signs up about the mountain lions. And they it's like basically you could get mauled on your way to class by mountain lions. It's like literally in the forest. But it's a school to go to if you want to learn forestry service conservation and a wide variety of really weird, cool specialties. It's also a city of vegans and lesbians. I don't know why, but that's what tends to attract. I love it. Santa Cruz is one of the coolest places I've ever been. Really good food. I always wanted a steak when I went there, and I was a vegetarian at the time, but I was getting mad. I'm like, I'm going to rebel down when I want it. <laughs> that was so 3D back then, 25 years ago. I want a steak, and I'm a vegetarian. This place is making me mad. <laughs> is there no meat? Is there no meat here? Maybe it's because the mountain lions didn't want to track the mountain lions. <laughs> I had roommates in Berkeley. It was their house that we lived in. And they decided to sell the house. And they're like, we're moving to Santa Cruz. And they were vegans. 
and and I get it's I guess it's nice when you have like 30 or 40 vegan restaurants to choose from downtown and hardly any restaurants that serve you meat I did find one that served chicken that was an anomaly (laughs) wow get to use that word twice in one podcast all right guys let's get to the weird news we've deserved it if we sent love and light and prayers to everybody then we deserve it okay so here we go um while we were in the Bay Area, I got to tell you guys this story. I, I said I told the story maybe two years ago, but a lot of you are new to the show. <laughs> Something weird happened. I was with my kids in a part of the Bay that I wasn't normally going to, and I don't even know why I went over there. Maybe I was looking for a place to live. I don't think so. I don't know. I think I was just bored. I'm like, hey, kids, let's take a drive. And I found a um, Little Caesars pizza or something. Like, let's just go over there. I had a coupon or something. And so I went ahead and I went on over there. And they had, um, I think it was Kentucky Fried Chicken right next to it, which I didn't know when I looked it up. And my kids were like, let's have Kentucky Fried Chicken. So we did pizza and chicken. We did both. And we found this really beautiful park and we just wanted to hang out in the park. And an adorable little squirrel came up. And before I could say boo about what's happening, my son hands this squirrel a chicken bone with meat on it. And the squirrel kind of waved to him and said, you know, whatever the hell that means. And it took off running. And my son started laughing. He goes, that was funny. He's like, I doubt he'll eat it. Squirrels don't eat meat. Squirrels don't eat meat. Famous last words. Squirrel comes back. A couple more squirrels come back and he starts talking to the squirrels and feeding them chicken. And then we started laughing and joking about how it's very possible. It's quite possible that, um, He's creating an army of killer squirrels that will rise up someday and kill all of humanity. The squirrels are going to rise up. We know it. We just felt it. And it's been a running joke in our family for years. And then we come across this little ditty from the San Francisco gate.com. <laughs> this is coming across the AP wire from New York. Residents of a Queens neighborhood are dealing with a squirrely threat. And the name of the article is Serial Squirrel. Neighbors keep eye out for fierce rodent. <laughs> Denizens of New York City, Burroughs, Rego Park. Neighborhood said that an aggressive squirrel has now jumped on them and bitten them in the past several weeks. I wanted to publicly apologize to the citizens of New York. The movement of the killer squirrels have clearly moved across the entire country and it's all my son's fault. He went back to the scene of the crime. He lives in the Bay Area again. Probably going to go check on his squirrel army one of these days. Huh. <laughs> uh, well, Michelin Frederick pointed to a bruise on her wrist where the squirrel landed on her and then sank its teeth into her fingers and hand. 
She says, we're wrestling in the snow and there's blood everywhere. My fingers are getting chewed and it just won't let go. Eventually it stopped and then there I was, a big bloody mess. The photo Frederick says she took after the attack shows a snowy pathway covered in blood. She's like, this was an MMA cage match and I lost. And a couple other neighbors also said that the squirrel had jumped on them and it was seemingly provoked. But let's take a little bit of a gander at that, shall we? Were you wearing, mm, let's say, a puffy brown coat with wrinkles in it? If you look like a giant walnut, they're going to damn well take you down, mister. Do you smell like nuts? Are you a vegan that eats peanuts and almonds and all manner of joyous things like walnuts? If they smell that on your breath, oh, get ready to ride, Sally. They're gonna, they're, they're gonna, they're out for blood. They're gonna eat you. <laughs> you smell like nuts. You better not smell like nuts, because if you do, the squirrels will attack you. Because back in Northern California, not in the Bay Area, but in the said mountain home I mentioned earlier. I was attacked by a squirrel once. It was the damnedest thing. But I knew it was my fault because <laughs> I was on a very special diet and I was only eating nuts for like a week. <laughs> so I think I smelled like nuts and the squirrels got really pissed that I was taking what they wanted to store for the winter. So I can only blame myself. <laughs> You guys, I did see another article somewhere, not from New York, but from somewhere else where a lady went outside and she was angry at a squirrel who was throwing rocks at her. Or, well, she, I mean, I'm sorry, she was throwing rocks at the squirrel and then one day the squirrel started throwing rocks back at her. I'm telling you, there's going to be a squirrel army and they're going to rise. And I live in a country without squirrels. <laughs> no, really, I'm scared. I'm really, really scared. I'm scared. I don't... We're going to have to protect ourselves from the squirrels. And don't worry about covering yourself in chicken grease because you think they only like nuts. Oh, no, 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 no. My son took care of that. <laughs> so now if you eat chicken, especially Kentucky Fried Chicken which they now have a hankering for. <laughs> just watch out for them. I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> After 50 years, hippies are finally welcome in Indiana. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> it's about damn time. They're so far behind in Indiana. God bless them. I have a lot of family there, but man. Ah. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this, I'm not sure, and a police officer did pay for a holiday dinner for shoplifting suspects. I thought that was very sweet. And by the way, again, I am reading from sfgate.com, sanfranciscogate.com forward slash weird if you want to actually read these articles. I'm just going to give you the headlines right now. Remorseful man returns a statue's stolen sword after 40 years. Well, shit, howdy, it took him long enough to be remorseful. <laughs> 40 years, really? Really, though? Okay, I gotta see what this statue is. Are you guys curious? I mean, if it's a racist statue, then just don't even give it back, man. 
All right. Um, oh my God. It was not a woman or, okay. No. Okay. Cindy Gaylord. Oh God. This just story gets better and better. Cindy Gaylord chairwoman of the Westfield historical commission holds the original sword from the statue of general William Shepard that stands near the town green in the center of Westfield, Massachusetts. I mean, Massachusetts. Sorry. (laughs) The teenage boy in me comes out. A veteran returned the sword that he stole from the statue 40 years ago. And he told Gaylord he regretted taking it. Why? I guess it was a revolutionary war general from the North, I guess, telling the head of Massachusetts he regret. Well, why? Why did he take it? (laughs) He stole it in 1980. And he returned it. It was a bronze sword and arranged for him and his wife to drop it off at her home. He had a great deal of shame and remorse because he was a veteran. And he did it to another soldier, and that's what troubled him. Well, it took his sweet, he took his sweet time. 40 years, really? That ate away at him for 40. His conscience must have been buried in stone. Ate away his conscience for 40 years and finally reached the part of him where he said, oh yeah, okay. They described the man as a great big bear of a guy. Well, here we go with, uh, you know, the Matrix. I told you guys I'm wearing a grizzly bear thing and now it says bear of a guy. I mean, (laughs) I said something about a bear the other day to my my friend. A guy that's hairy is called a bear in the gay world. My friend's gay. We had a conversation about bears. <laughs> I, it was like a really funny, brief conversation. So strange. All right. Um, I guess after a night of drinking when he was younger, they went to steal the sword. They wrenched it loose only with his own strength because he's a bear of a guy. <laughs> And they didn't know how to return the sword without facing consequences. So I guess he just held on to it for 40 years and then apologized. And I mean, that's kind of crazy. You'd think that after a year or two or maybe even 10 years, you're going to go, well, hey, guess what? I mean, you could just say, look what I found in this back alley. How weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd, I mean, at least he admitted it, kind of. I mean, not publicly with his real name, but all right. Um... A Massachusetts lawmaker wants to name an official state dinosaur. I'm not even going to bother going there. Is it a T-Rex? Is it a Brontosaurus? Are they going to name their own dinosaur? Is that a thing now? Or are all the states going to go, the state dinosaur is the Brontosaurus. Our state dinosaur is Triceratops. I mean, is that how this is going to go? We have state birds. Now we have state dinosaurs. That's weird. I don't know. Um, a Utah man pleads guilty in Yellowstone dig seeking treasure. Well, that's par for the course though. I mean, we're all needing money, right? Cause we're not, <laughs> most of the businesses are closed and a lot of us don't have jobs. I wouldn't even blame him. Whatever. You know, fishermen rescue naked fugitive from an Australian tree. Did I not tell you guys this the other day? I know I read this the other day. Or at least I read the headline. I thought that was weird. A naked fugitive. All right, let's see. Um, 
But why was he naked? That's, oh shit, in a crocodile habitat even in Australia. Damn. Woo! So his name was Luke Voskresensky. He was 40 years old. He was yelling for help and Cam Faust and Kevin Joyner heard him. And they heard him from their dinghy in the mangroves on the outskirts of the northern city of Darwin. You know, this just sounds like the beginning of an excellent Rudyard Kipling story. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but he was covered in mud cuts and insects bi- insect bites. He was lost for four days. He survived by eating snails. And he used his clothes for bits and pieces over the way. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And this guy says, Faust says, this doesn't make sense to us. Referring to the explanation for his nudity. <laughs> what? I just randomly make it. Like, how do you use your clothes for bits and pieces along the way? What does that mean? Bits of what? Pieces of what? 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 He, he had a nest made up in a tree. <laughs> he took his clothes off and made a nest. Oh, God, somebody get this man a city. <laughs> He's not cut out for the countryside. <laughs> or the, let alone the Australian outback. Oh, my God. He made a nest up in the tree. And he was only 39 inches above the water where there were crocs. I guess they said he did well to survive. I mean... <laughs> Oh, my God. They hesitated before bringing him on board. Yeah. A naked guy covered in cuts and mud up a tree right above crocodile. Like, is this guy dumb? Like, what's he going to do to us? How is he out there? I think I'd be a little hesitant, too. He says, but once we saw how bad he was and how many cuts he had on him, he was so dehydrated, pretty weak. We thought we we better get him in the boat, they said. Um, That's crazy. He says, we thought he just must have had a big night after New Year's and he got lost and done himself a mischief in the bush, he added. Faust said he stripped to his underwear and he handed Voskorensky his shorts and a beer and the trio made their way back to Darwin. He looked like he needed a beer. (laughs) Although he was in a bad way, Faust said. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, I would need a beer after that too. As long as it's the size of a keg. (laughs) He was dehydrated. An ambulance was waiting at a Darwin boat ramp when they arrived, and Voskorensky was taken to a Darwin hospital where he was placed under police guard and also treated for exposure. Yeah, you can't leave when you're being treated. That's nuts. And he doesn't really explain how the hell did he get out there. Under what circumstances do you end up naked like three feet above crocodiles? What the hell? A very chill llama was found wandering off the highway. I don't even know where that is. Probably in the U.S. Because sometimes there's llama farms. Llamas are sweet. They're very sweet. Until they're not. And then they spit in your face. (laughs) They always aim for the eye. It's disgusting. (laughs) I've never been spit on by a llama. They're very, very sweet. You can tell them they're getting pissed. Their eyes change. There's like a shiftiness in their eyes and you just kind of go, all right, I'm going to walk away from you. I don't want to bother you anymore. Bye. (laughs) You just have to be very calm and sweet around them and they'll be sweet back. A Pennsylvania lawmaker joins a familiar incumbent, her son. 
I don't, that's not even weird news. How the hell is that weird news? I just, whatever, I'm not even going to bother. Why did I even read that headline? Damn it. Identical twins are not perfect clones, according to research. Well, obviously, they can be identical physically, but they always have differences in their mind, right? And there's always slight differences. Whatever. I'm not going to go into that one. If you want to read the article, though, sfgate.com. Plenty of overhead in this market betting on drone races. Huh. Overhead. Get it? That's funny. See, this stuff isn't even that weird. Mayor of Houston suburb chose was chosen by pulling a name from a hat. Well, that's cool. That's how they got their mayor. Name from a hat. Well, that's fair. Lizzie Borden killed her parents, as some of you may not know or may know. I don't know. <laughs> it's an extremely famous and disgusting and, <laughs> might I say, grisly. <laughs> referencing my pants again. Grizzly story, of course not spelled that kind of grizzly, G-R-I-S-L-E-Y. See, I could have won spelling bee right there. Uh, yeah, grizzly murder. She killed her parents with a freaking hatchet or like an axe or some shit. Well, anyway, that house is now for sale for $2 million. Honestly, guys, I don't think I would pay $2 for it. I don't think I'd pay two Mexican pesos for it. I mean, that's like sucks man that energy do you want I mean would you invite your family over for Christmas in a house where that energy looms you could get rid of that energy but the memory of it is still there in the environment it's a pattern you could like let go of it and let go of it and cleanse it and cleanse it and make it a beautiful place but the whole world you know anyone walking by there that's they're gonna think of and then they put that pattern back in the environment again I don't think you're ever going to get rid of it. I mean, ugh, yeah, gross. It's so gross. Like, I, you know, she got off scot-free from that, too. They might have been abusing her. I don't know, but I don't even I don't want to deal with it right now. But I thought that was weird that that was uh, listed for sale. Cheers, they say. French wine. The vines headed home after a year in space. What do you think is going to happen to those vines? They come back from space they're all weak. They can't walk anymore. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. Wine kind of makes you slightly weak and you can't walk anymore if you have enough of it. So, but that's going to be one hell of an advertising campaign. Wine from space. Make space in your, in your refrigerator for this wine. Okay. That's not how you don't, I mean, you got to It's wine's got to be temperature controlled in a very specific it's a whole thing. There are wine refrigerators that keep it at the exact, exact temperature. But that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. I, I prefer room temperature wine, just to be honest. A good Cabernet that's allowed to breathe for a few minutes. Oh, it's heavenly. I love it. I love it. Oh, I want wine so bad. See, it's that stupid little demon that was hanging outside my door trying to get me a drink that little bastard <laughs> a fake u.s leg band gets a pigeon a reprieve in australia oh thank god we were talking about this last week and we were having a conversation a friend well somebody i know on 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 um who was i, ta- I was talking to one of you that listened to the show 
oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Well, we were having this conversation, right? And you said your boyfriend's from Australia. And I think you said they don't have rabies there anymore. Like they're, they've done a really good job in New Zealand and Australia eradicating rabies. And now they're like, well, what the hell? This random pigeon blows off course. 8,000 miles in the U.S., but it's a fake U.S. leg band. A fake one, but it got a reprieve. I hope they sent it back to the U.S. Just send it back. They didn't have to kill it. They were going to kill it last week. Well, thank God the pigeon saga continues and the pigeon's life continues. Adorable little misguided bird. (laughs) Probably got blown off course by all these 100-mile-an-hour winds and 200-mile-an-hour winds. All these tornadoes and shit. And all the 40,000 feet in the air ash plumes from all these volcanoes. A beetle keeps rivals off scent of food buried for offspring. What the fuck did I just read? What? Beetle keeps rivals off scent of food buried for offspring. Really? I don't want to know how they do that. Do you? moving right along a dog and a goat is serving as mayor (laughs) to raise money for a playground all right i think i heard this song and dance before dog and a goat that's weird um there's a woman who was ruled dead in 2017 She's now fighting to be declared alive again oh my god That's like impossible. It's almost an impossible task to be declared alive again. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, I'm going to have to read that later. I'll tell you guys if I read it later. I'll have to tell you what she supposedly died from and how she came back. Trump baby protest blimp enters Museum of London collection. Yes, I'll get to go see it in person someday. (laughs) Hope you guys remember that one. That was freaking classic. A Trump baby protest blimp. <laughs> Ooh. Police. Thief berated mom before leaving a kid in the car that he stole. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I just, it's like the pot calling the kettle black over here. New Jersey High Court overturns conviction over Shining reference. Interesting, but not enough to read it. Behind those dancing robots, scientists had to bust a move. Uh, This isn't terribly weird news. I don't know. Someone very conservative wrote all these headlines. This is not terribly weird news. I don't know if you guys heard about this. This was adorable. You know, the love between a, a person and their pet, it goes beyond, man. There's there's some heavy-duty bonds there. Uh, and here's an example of that, is that a dog spent days outside a Turkish hospital waiting for his owner. I saw a little footage clip of that, and it was really adorable. He was really seriously, like, concerned, and he went every single day. He'd show up and just wait all day long for his owner he just waited and waited just right in front of the door until his owner came out very sweet um key west wants to ban people from feeding 
the roaming chickens. I don't, why? I mean, they're just going to be, you know, food for the crocodiles later. Is that why? Or the alligators? I mean, I should say alligators. But that's... It's like Florida is obsessed with keeping people and animals from being fed. There's always stories like that in the news. You know, a lady gets 30 days in county jail for feeding homeless people. They're not pigeons. They're not going to, you know, breed on the street and bring pestilence and disease necessarily. Necessarily. <laughs> it's. Oh, and here we go again with another Florida story. Sheriff reported uh, that there's a naked Florida man who stole and crashed a police car. Maybe he was running from Australia. <laughs> and all the crocodiles. And then he crashed when the baby in the back cried. <laughs> you see all these how all these stories can be made to dovetail together into a funnier story? Okay. Uh, Oklahoma lawmaker proposes that there be a Bigfoot hunting season. Yeah, because they're overrun with Bigfoot everywhere in Oklahoma. That's so dumb. Like, they've never even caught one or seen one. What the hell? Like, maybe seen one, but that's weird. Why is he doing that? I think he's just trying to call hunters to his state for extra revenue. That's so dumb. What is up with people in Oklahoma sometimes? I mean, I've got family there too, but I mean, I don't know. A man hit two deer with his brand new car and then he hits $2 million in the lottery. Well, now we know he's going to do this money. He's going to either fix or buy a new car. That's, that's weird. Do you guys remember years ago when there was a hunter? who was always killing deer up in in Arkansas. And one day he was driving in his truck and these deer were waiting on the side of the road and they jumped on the truck and their hooves went through the um, windshield and killed him. They, They kicked him to death while he spun out of control off the road. Do you guys remember that story? You know, cause nature knows, you know, when you're a hunter, they know. And, and deers have deer families and you know this deer was a stag and this hunter had killed his wife and probably his kid and that 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 guy that man was my cousin and my my mom told me this story and I'm like yeah I heard that on the news like what the hell in fact it was on coast coast am it's pretty crazy shit man <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that he hit those two deer and by the way, you have a brand new car. You hit two deer. You know what? That is a bad luck car. Sell that. Sell it right now. That's crazy. All right. I'm going to pause this for a quick second and uh, look for more articles that are more weird. All right. I did find a couple little uh, articles that are actually... Maybe not weird news, but cool news. Like San Francisco Gate, sfgate.com. I'm going to go over these real quickly. Uh, Health workers stuck in snow in Oregon. They gave uh, other drivers a vaccine. They had uh, six COVID vaccines with them, and they were afraid they were going to go bad because they were stuck in traffic due to snow. So they just walked around and said, anyone want a vaccine? And they gave them 
vaccines. And one of the persons that was stuck in the snow was on her way to get her vaccine. (laughs) So it kind of saved her, you know, the rest of her trip, I suppose. I thought that was pretty cool. And remember the Bernie Sanders mittens memes that start going around the internet since the inauguration? Well, they helped to raise $1.8 million for charity, and I thought that was pretty cool. While, albeit, not necessarily weird news, it was pretty good. I don't know anything about the Rhode Island's beloved Big Blue Bug landmark, but the creator of it died at the age of 88, so God bless him. May he enjoy heaven. Um, and this one's weird-ish, weird adjacent at best. Sea shanties, sea shanties are having a moment during the pandemic on TikTok. It's, it's like a real thing. (laughs) Look up sea shanties and well, you'll find it. I bet you could find it on YouTube as well. I thought that was pretty interesting. So those were the last few things. Oh, actually, wait a minute. There was one more thing over here. Um, Do you guys remember Nathan Apodaca of Idaho Falls, Idaho, who uh, was riding his longboard while drinking ocean spray cranberry juice and singing dreams? (laughs) Do you remember that? And that just like gave us all such a fresh, amazing feeling watching him. He's just his face. He's so beautiful. He's got such a beautiful energy to him. And so many wonderful things has happened to him since he recorded this on TikTok and it went TikTok, TikTok, and went viral and went all over the internet. It was all over Instagram and YouTube. He's like an internet sensation out of nowhere. And well, now he signed that famous cranberry <laughs> ocean spray bottle from the TikTok. I mean, why didn't he throw it away? But anyway, he, he uh, signed it and he gave it to the Idaho Falls Museum where he's been going since he was three years old. And now he takes his own kids to that museum. And he says, it just blows my mind that my water bar my cranberry ocean spray bottle is in the museum where I take my kids and where I've been going my whole life it's just trippy but they decided to honor recent history not just old old stuff but new stuff too and he is an internet sensation and this will raise money and then they did say there is now in Idaho Falls Idaho a Nathan Apodaca day (laughs) celebrating him in that famous viral video that I absolutely adore. I just, I watched it over and over again. It was amazing. So, all right. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was kind of cool. Very strange and sweet. Um, Earth is about to lose its second moon forever. I read that today and got very heart sick about it. And then I realized, wait, what? Wait a minute. Second moon. What? (laughs) Uh, it's not really a second moon necessarily, but it's going to make a close approach to the planet next week. And it's going to drift off into space, never to be seen again, according to its current uh, trajectory, according to LiveScience.com. And this is a small object called 2020 SO, 2020 SO. (laughs) It dropped into Earth's orbit halfway between our planet and the moon. In September of 2020, as you recall, I did mention it last year, temporary satellites like these are known as mini-moons, like the mini-me of the moon. (laughs) Um, 
So they say calling it a moon is a little bit deceptive, though. It is pretty small, and it's not really a space rock at all, but it's the remains of a, oh my God, a 1960s rocket booster involved in the American Surveyor moon missions. Woo, that's weird. (laughs) See, back to the weird news. (laughs) Weird news, back to you. (laughs) The non-moon (laughs) mini-moon. Let's say that five times fast while drunk. The non-moon mini-moon made its closest approach to Earth on December 1st, the day before NASA identified it as one of their long-lost rocket boosters. Yeah, clean up after yourself, guys. Come on. Come on. According to EarthSky.org, Mini Moon 2020 so will make a final close approach to Earth on Tuesday the 2nd, well, Groundhog Day, and roughly at roughly 140,000 miles from Earth or 58% of the way between Earth and the Moon. <laughs> uh, wow. The booster will then drift away after that and leaves Earth's atmosphere or orbit, not atmosphere, sorry, won't be in our atmosphere, but it'll leave our orbit entirely by March 2021, according to Earth Sky. And after that, the former mini moon, non moon mini moon, <laughs> will be just another object orbiting the sun. Okay. All right. Well, you said never to be seen forever. I mean, that was so dramatic. And now they're saying it's going to orbit the sun. Even if it's orbiting the sun past Pluto, that's still like. We can still look at it. Why can't they just go get this space junk? Why can't they? I mean, that's like weird. The virtual telescope project in Rome will host an online farewell event to the object on the night of February 1st. If only we could all just launch our trash into space. What the hell? Seriously, NASA? Seriously. All right. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know. That's just... It's all very weird. Okay. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Let me see where I'm at as far as time is concerned. Um, All right. We got a few. We got a few minutes. So here we go. Um, Going to coastcoastam.com because their news never disappoints. And I'm just going to tell you the headlines. You can check out all the articles on coastcoastam.com if you want. There was a dramatic video that was filmed by a passenger aboard an airliner recently. And they were flying over Switzerland and it shows what appears to be a near miss with a UFO. And this looks like a classic saucer shaped uh, disc type of UFO. It's very interesting. So if you want to check it out, it is at coastcoastam.com. There's a sign in Oklahoma. Remember we said they're going to do Bigfoot hunting season. There's a warning. It says Bigfoot area. Stay on marked trails. It's like how has anyone ever really had an encounter with a Bigfoot? Was anyone ever like beaten up or, you know, like why, you know, what is up with, what? <laughs> I want to know more about this Oklahoma. Is there something they're not telling us about Oklahoma? I don't know. There was a Black Panther photographed in Australia, they think. I think it might just be a big tomcat, honestly. It's, I think that the picture itself is slightly deceptive, but they thought it might be a Black Panther. It does look like one, though. I mean, if I blow it up, its tail looks a little bit panther-like. This also looks like my cat. You know, sometimes when I look at her, she looks a lot bigger than she really is. 
and it's just an optical illusion because of the black fur. So I don't know. That'd be interesting if there was one, because they're always trying to keep predators and things that aren't originally from Australia out. So that would be one of those uh-oh moments. <laughs> um, if you can uh, prove in a competition launched by entrepreneur Robert Bigelow that uh, you have decent evidence to support basically the afterlife is real. If you could let him know, show him evidence that it's real, you can maybe win a million dollars. Um, he is taking the entries now. I'm going to check that out later myself. I don't know that I could prove it. I mean, I could talk to his dead aunt Tilly for him if that's going to help, but does it prove anything? I don't know. Uh, a volcanic rock sports a cookie monster face. The inside of a volcanic rock in Brazil sports a stunning pattern of crystals, which bears an uncanny resemblance to the iconic cookie monster character from Sesame Street. You've got to see these pictures. It's adorable. It looks just like the cookie monster. It really does. It's so weird. I mean, it's just a geo. They cut in half, but it's really cute. <laughs> Speaking of cookie monster, I have cookies getting delivered tomorrow. I'm so happy. I love cookies. I'm going to tell you some someone uh, in Mississippi doesn't like uh, what they received for Christmas, though. Speaking of cookies. Okay, they're not cookies. <laughs> they are plagued by a haunted baby carriage that somebody gave them for Christmas. They have been um, plagued with unsettling paranormal activity ever since they received this vintage baby carriage. Now they're thinking, uh, <laughs> it might be haunted. You know what? If you can't afford a brand new baby carriage, <laughs> don't buy people vintage. That's crazy. Now, this is strange. Uh, there was a bizarre goat attack in Australia. Australia's a lot in the news today. <laughs> and in love, love and light to our friends down under. I, I love all the Aussie people I've spoken to. Uh, so, Australian man uh, was literally put in the hospital by a bizarre goat attack. He was out along walking on a nature trail, just, you know, out for a walk. And he wound up needing medical attention because of an unsettling encounter with an angry goat. Well, you know, I think that goat might be talking to the squirrels. <laughs> Maybe there's going to be an equal uprising against humans. I mean, I don't even know. So I don't know. I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> Do you think the squirrels and the goats are going to launch a rebellious attack against the humans everywhere? Take over the planet? Will we see Animal Farm or Animal Woodland, random rodent animal I don't know what that would be. <laughs> I mean, squirrels don't live on a farm, you know, they're wild animals. So wild woodland animal uprising. Do you think that's in our future? <laughs> it's definitely weird, no matter what it is. Well, stay tuned. Next Friday, we might have even more stories, uh, more squirrels and goats attacking humans. Or maybe we'll be on to something else. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's it. That is your weekly weird world news for the day and your Earth Changes report. I hope you've enjoyed another uh, series of 
episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast this week. And that's it. That's all she wrote for this week. By she, I mean me. I love you guys very, very much. Thank you for your uh, letters and your emails and your text messages and your DMs on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. I'm willing to answer any questions you may have. Just send them over the weekend and I will read them on the air next week. If you wish, it could be anything about me, my life, my opinion on something that's non-metaphysical if you want, just anything at all. And it would be interesting um, to hear from you. Anyway, I love all of you and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I know I'm going to be working on my damn portfolio (laughs) again. Uh, And I've got three readings to do this weekend, so I might get to that, hopefully. God willing, the creeks don't rise. But I will be back with all unique and original programming, just like always on Monday, when we resume with episode three of volume two of the life and teaching of the masters of the far East. So until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.